So we're in the middle of talking about the Yetzer Hara and the Yetzer Tov, the evil inclination and the good inclination. Now, a name that's often used, and we've used it before in this context, is the idea of the animal soul. The animal, in that it acts, or better yet, the animal reacts instinctively, reflexively similar to the rest of the zoological kingdom. What this animal soul seeks is survival. It seeks the perpetuation and the and, and the 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 desire of self. It just cares about itself and that's it. It's the innate impulse for selfishness. And ultimately, because of that selfishness, it ensures the survival of the species, so to speak. So this impulse is similar to what today is known as the id. Going back to Freud. The self-serving, immoral, and ethically impartial instinct, the id. So it's often looked at negatively, but it cannot be looked at negatively because it has a it has a, a purpose. It has a purpose of survival and protection. It just hopefully shouldn't be the primary purpose, because that would be sad. So the ultimate challenge is the harnessing and the the piloting of this neutral, and I'm going to be specified this neutral inclination in the correct direction. Ensuring that the ego is on a road to greater spiritual awareness and not the opposite. So when this doesn't occur, when we focus on the animal soul or we focus on the ego, the laws of inertia are going to dictate that uncontrolled selfishness inevitably leads to a vice or maybe even evil itself. So here's the problem that the, the Yetzirahara or, or the animal soul, let's not talk about the Yetzirahara for a second, but the animal soul, it's selfish. It itself is not evil. It, it's not evil itself, but it could lead to evil. The ego and anyone else in its immediate vicinity can survive simultaneously. But the moment the ego feels threatened, whether that being threatened is real or imaginary, it's going to attack. Let's give an example. The drive to go out and make a living is a positive thing. Provide for oneself, provide for one's family. The trouble is when going out to make a living is not properly balanced with a personal life, with a family life, with the purpose, which means if the goal in life is to go out and make a living, well, that's sad. But if you're going out to make a living to provide a life for those who you care for, well, that's amazing. So the drive of the animal soul that drives you to wake up in the morning and go out in pursuit of a livelihood is a positive drive. When used in a positive way. But when we're one-dimensionally self-centered, our relationships with others can become abusive. Our business dealings can become exploitative. 
So what begins as a neutral drive can end up as a source of negative and destructive behavior. So as we exaggerate these immoral inclinations, these immoral passions and necessities for survival, we have to be so careful that they don't turn into evil. So in this framework, the Yetzir Hara, the evil inclination does not imply evil inclination because it's not intrinsic within its nature to gravitate towards negativity. It's an, it's an inclination that could easily transform. But if it's left to its own devices, if it's left unchecked, it could become a dehumanizing force. It's interesting. Let's take the example of chesed. What do we say that chesed was? We said chesed was loving kindness without an end. And that gvura is the end of loving kindness. So every time you say yes, that's chesed. But you've never said yes unless you said no once. So gvura is the first time you say no, or every time you say no. So the same time, same thing here. The same way that loving kindness left unchecked will have no end, the same way the ego left unchecked will have no end. And it'll turn into something that is futile. But left checked, focused, it could really do something amazing. It could change the world. That drive, that passion. Just imagine me here speaking without my ego. It would sound very monotone. And probably you would be sleeping. So we can use it. It's a tool that's in our arsenal and an amazing tool, a powerful tool. So I don't think we should throw out the baby with the bathwater. We shouldn't start calling it evil yet. It's selfish. And the fact that it's selfish, it has to be checked. It has the ability to build and it has the ability to destroy. If we're going to use it to make our decisions in life, we're going to be in trouble. But if we're going to use it to act on the decisions that we make, it's incredible. If we're going to use it to decide what's right and wrong, well, it's not going to get us anywhere far because its goal is survival. Its goal is selfish. But if we're going to use it to enhance the choices that our mind has made, it is the most powerful tool in our arsenal. Do you follow the difference? It sounds like a machine in a way. It's very powerful, but it's one-dimensional in its, uh, what it does and where it goes. So uh, a really fast horse, and you either steer the horse to good or to bad, but you sort of don't let it steer itself because it might not know as much as you're, as you as the driver sort of thing. Julianne, that's a perfect example. The horse or the machine is a great example. Imagine if you just let the machine go by itself, <laughs> or if you let the horse go by itself. Great okay. example. So, sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Shana? Hi. Hello. Hi. What are you, are you asking? I don't know, you, 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 you unmuted yourself, so I figured that you had something to say. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no I just, no, no problem. Joe? Yeah, I was wondering, is it about motivation? Because, I mean, I think of you teaching, you know, I feel like your motivation is to share with us, to 
share your knowledge with us as opposed to coming here and and maybe it being like Alessandra is saying, just like, let me just hear myself talk. Let me, yeah, you know, just it's subtle, but it feels like that's a part of it. Actually, if you want to know the secret, my 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 motivation is to hear everyone else talk because I'm fascinated. <laughs> no, really, I'm fascinated by by all the different perspectives. I mean, I would have never thought of the the horse or the machine as an example to describe the animal soul. So what, what, what you can provide or what all of us together can provide is so much more incredible than my monologue. Right. And, and I see that so often where I'll plan something and I spend a lot of time planning a class and I get so amazed by how once the, once we're here sitting, how powerful that is. So if I let my animal soul just decide, yes, I want, you know, I want to go and everyone's got a shush and, and, and I got to teach a class, then you know what happens? Two things happen. Number one is the people who are sitting there don't have a, an, an experience. And the person who's giving it doesn't have a feeling either. So what did we do? We didn't transfer information. What we did was we just threw sparks out at people. It's like the Chachma, you know, using Chachma, we're throwing sparks at people. One of the things that I've learned, and and I've learned from from you, from all of you, is I've learned the power of of letting things land and allowing things, allowing time to process things. And I've totally changed the way that I teach as a result of that. Now... I want to give as much time as possible. I used to want to fill these classes with as much information, feeling like <laughs> we're going to spend an hour together. It's my responsibility to spend every second and give you as much, like you said, wow. just teach, 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 because that's what, but then I don't give you any time to process. So I'm throwing chachma spots and not allowing the bina to happen, not allowing the processing. Right. Yeah. I still think, though, you know, when I go back to motivation, I still think whatever your previous style of teaching was, there was still the motivation was to to share, to enlighten, to bring us together, whether like that feels like it's just some technique and some pieces that you've now um, adjusted. I, I'm, I'm going to challenge you on it because it's okay. something I've thought about. Let's pretend we went back to the old way. For a second, it was just about sharing. Yep. And just about bringing us together. What do you, what is the experience? If I came to this class with all my passion and all my motivation to share, what do you get out of it? What is your animal soul saying? We'll be back after a quick break. Are you tired of swiping right on every dating app out there and still getting nowhere? Are you convinced that you'll forever be alone, surrounded by nothing but uh, cats and empty takeout containers? <laughs> Hi, I'm Aliza Ben Shalom, the host of the new show, Jewish Matchmaking, which you can find on Netflix. And I'm the love rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and we're inviting you to join us for Matchmaker Matchmaker. Each week, we'll answer one of your pressing relationship questions, from how to get over your ex to how to deal with your partner's annoying habits. So if you're ready to laugh, uh, cry, or maybe even find love, then tune in to Matchmaker Matchmaker, and it's available now wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's my animal soul saying? Yes, Ooh. what is your selfish, egotistical Which, animal soul saying when you're sitting in a class and someone's speaking at you? What am I getting out of it? What am I getting out of it? Huh. Where's it's my like, voice? Sometimes, though, I, I, uh, it's like incredibly inspiring. And so I am getting something out of it. So I'm, I'm uh, not sure. But then, but then you've answered your own question. Say that. Ah. Explain, Shana. Okay. Yeah, what do, what do you mean? Well, I mean, of course you ask that every time we come together, we're coming to get something, right? Coming to, to learn something different, something new, to inspire us. 
And when we feel that we aren't getting it, then we feel disappointed when we feel we're getting it. Then there's a fulfillment. It seems like uh, it's something you were saying as a teacher, you feel, you know, more fulfilled when you get the feedback, you get feedback, maybe even unexpected uh, questions or answers that mm-hmm. other people can provide you. So it's, that's a two-way street. One of the things that I, that I think, and I want to bring Cheryl into the conversation in a second, but one of the things that I think is so important is we're not spiritual people having a spiritual experience. In every physical experience that we have, even if it's an uplifting experience, even if it's, as Jill puts it, a motivational experience, there needs to be something there that we can keep the ego in check and say, ego, don't worry. We got a little treat for you, little doggy. We got a treat for you. <laughs> That's a very important element of it. If we don't feed the ego, we're not, then the ego is going to say, what about me? What about me? And the ego is just going to have this desire to, to get in and, 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 and do something. That's what's happening in the classroom when the kid is acting up. Um, Cheryl, I was going to respond to the question that you asked Bill, actually, about what do you get when I talk for the full hour? What do you get out of it? Well, we get a whole bunch out of it, really. We do. But as you said in another class, we don't have time to process it. So all of those questions and all of those things that we may have been like force fed, but we chose to be there. That was still our choice to be there and listen. We got things out of it, but it was, it was so, oh my God, I can't remember who you did this to. Was it Jill or somebody in the, in the hay class on Monday night? And they asked a question and you said, you threw it back at them. You said, what do you think? And I'm thinking, okay, this is shrink talk now. You didn't give them the answer. You made them come up with the answer. And yet you said, that's how you learn. If you didn't come up with the answer, I would have helped you get to that answer. But the process of taking it all in was very different than just listening when she was involved and experiencing her own revelation of what the answer to that question was. So I appreciate that you do that. We don't always have to say something. To Alessandra's point about the saying something positive in your meeting, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting here in the States. I know a lot of you are in Canada. And talk about our government being a mess. It's a mess. So we either have a lunatic on one end or we have somebody that's not quite sure. So does that mean that they haven't grown? Is it still all about ego? Even our political leaders. We know for sure our last one was he wanted to make it dictatorial. What can we as people do to enlighten the other followers? We're not going to change that leader. He's too motivated by power, money, whatever. What can we do to change the climate of enlightening people that there's more than just power, ego? I think that this conversation, going back to the ego, is such a powerful conversation because... Mm -hmm. If you walk into a conversation thinking you're going to change someone's mind, then you made the biggest mistake before you even started. We're never going to change anyone's mind. And that's not why you're going to have that conversation. That's such a, it's it's an elementary way of looking at the world. But what we can do is we can uplift every experience that we have, but we have to be careful. 
because we're not spiritual beings in a spiritual world. We're spiritual beings in a physical world. So every time we uplift the conversation, we have to give the doggy a bone. We have to say to the animal soul, you're here too. I see you. I see you. You're okay. So how that translates itself into the conversation is that you have to give space for the other and truly give them space. And I've said this before, but one of the things that is, is, a, is a, a, a like what I've been working on over this past year, you know, every year, I, 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 when it comes to a birthday, when it comes to my birthday, as my birthday is coming up, I think about it. I think about what are the, what are the, the traits that I'm going to work on this year? So last year, one of the things that I worked on is I found I used to not be listening fully to people. I used oh. to be listening half and I would be formulating the question or the oh. answer. When someone asked me a question, I was formulating the answer while they're asking it. So I'm like not really listening to them. And so one of the things that I really tried is to change that, is that when someone's speaking, I'm there. I want to listen to what you're saying. And 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 it's hard because sometimes I have to take a 30 seconds after they ask the question. I can't just jump into the answer. I have to listen because I was listening. And now I will take my 10, 15, 20 seconds to formulate my answer. And that's a very, very big difference because then we were there for each other. It's a real conversation. It's not, what am I going to say next? It's, what are we doing here? This experience is a real experience. This moment is a real moment. And this is this exchange is two souls or for that matter, all the souls in the room here having a, a having a soul connection because we're all here with each other, not worried about what's going to happen later, not worried about what happened mm. before, but just being here in the moment. Mm. Julian, I know you're waiting. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. Appreciate that because I've, I've I've got quite a few, so I'm, I'm finding I'm getting a bit overwhelmed. But so thank thank you. So um. One of them is I forgot to qualify with the horses, but some people say the horses can see auras and people's feelings through these auras. So although I picked that example, the uh, there is a, a still a concept that the horses might still know something we don't, even though we know something they don't. Mm. But just a different sphere. So I should have said that to qualify, but other animals maybe don't have that qualification. Did, did I interrupt something you were going to say? Um, uh, and, and then that brings me on to the previous qualification, which is, I don't know what you thought about the thing I typed when you were saying about the Gavura and the Chesed and the limit of the Chesed is the Gavura. And so I said, in, in other words, each opposite quality qualifies the other. So one Sephira qualifies the one it's paired with or paired against if you're not integrated mm. with your characteristics. Would you well, agree I, with? Well, there, it's a triangle. So paired against it, but what we're looking at is that third one. Like to, like if you're talking about Chesed mm. Gura, we're looking at Teferit because Teferit is the fusion of the two. Ah, ah. But you, you, you would agree that each pair qualifies yes. opposite. Yes, but and that's not the end goal. The end goal would ah, be the so, so the healthy integration. The healthy integration, exactly. It's really about the healthy integration. Absolutely. That, that, thank you for confirming that. And, and, and the next one is to do with the ego. I do apologize if, if I haven't taken in every aspect, but I was getting to the point where I couldn't mentally occupy. I was too full up mentally to juggling the concepts. But with the ego, and, and you're saying that you have to feed the ego with everything, you have to give it something. Um, I, I don't know, I hope this isn't an, a disrespectful question, but, but in, in the Torah, um, a lot of the commandments to say, do this, do that. But you, you often think, well, what is it that you're giving to the ego? In other words, mm. it, it's, a, it's a grand ideal a lot of the time, but sometimes you might think, well, how does this speak to you? In other words, how do you give to the ego from the, the Torah? It does, doesn't seem 
always that it's communicated in a way where you can see that that little bit to the ego it's hard to see that a lot of the time Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna challenge you julian oh i'd like you to take a look at the ten commandments and if you look at each commandment you're gonna find that each one of them has a little bone for the doggy oh oh you want me to do it now or something? You, you can do it later. I'm just, I'm just giving. So you, you, it, it's very without looking at it in context. It looks like it's just commandments, but they're not. There is that balance in each one of them. There's sometimes there'll be a positive and negative component. Sometimes there'll be. I'm just going to throw out an example. Expand, Doctor. Please expand. Honor your parents and you live a long life. There's a little bone for the doggy. And, uh, you know, uh, I am Hashem, your God, that took you out of Egypt. Remember, you know, uh, that selfish person that wanted to go out of Egypt? You were slaves from the house of bondage? Don't forget about that. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know or have no other gods because I'm a jealous God. But I give for, for those who hate me. Over four generations, for those who love me, thousands of generations. We each and every one of them has a little bone for the doggy. Wow, wow! Th- thank you for clarifying that. Um, I- I'll tell you the next one, unless you were going to say anything else. But that I-, I-, I hope it's not rude for me to ask. But I, I-, I hope you got a-, a rest from your uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Plane and I, I sent you another email, so I was just wondering if you've seen it in the previous ones or if, if it's... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at I, it's, it's on my list to do today to, to look oh. at all the emails. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now my head is empty again. Thank you, Mommy. You've been it's with it. Yeah. So, so... So uh, this is this is awesome because like uh, so I uh, I listen to your uh, Rashat every week right so like uh, so God can only give us like good good things He cannot give us like a bad thing so and and in so and uh, in last week you say I mean in uh, I forgot the name of the parasha but but you said in order to fulfill our purpose we must reach our optimal must switch our optimal, uh, uh, how can I say it, uh, our optimal uh, uh, level, like uh, what can we achieve? So, so, so like a machine, you must use it our, at, uh, at uh, its optimal like, uh, configuration. So if there is no ego, how can we motivate ourselves to become better, right? So, so, so it's exactly it's exactly what you said. So, uh, so God, like, give, he he take he take he take like a good father. He gives you everything in in perfect proportions. So it's up to you to use to use them like uh, to use them correctly. Uh, thank you. I'm not sure I, I understood the question, but it seems like that's exactly why we need the ego. Yeah, that's exactly why we need the ego. So it's more of a statement that you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. No, I'm, I'm saying what you, I cross-checked what you said, that makes sense. Oh, okay. okay, good. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, we, we have to understand. So, 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 so it's exact. So to reach our optimal, uh, uh, it's like a machine, you said it, it, to reach its optimal state, or, or, or to use it optimally, I mean, you—I mean, you, you must have motivation or something to get from a lower state to a higher state. Yeah. And ego—it's exactly that. So it's exactly what China said. Like, uh, what I'm getting out of this, what I'm learning here. Yeah, thank you, and and thank you for specifying that because it's so important to remember and to constantly remember that we cannot use our ego to make our choices. But once the choice has been made with our minds, we need our ego to act on the choice that we made. That's called, that's called giving the doggy a bone. That's called keeping the ego in check. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, like passion, dedication. I mean, yeah. once you have, 
And, and going back to the machine, the machine can't do the machine can do the work for us, but it can't invent the work. It still needs to be programmed. It still needs to be. It still needs to be be be, be configured. And that's exactly what the ego is in relationship with the machine. It needs to be programmed and configured, and then it could do an output of something incredible that nothing else within us can do. That passion, that enthusiasm, that excitement that the ego brings to the conversation is so much more powerful than any other part of us. But it's only the machine, using Julian's example. But you said even something more powerful. You said like, this is part of it, but also we don't, I mean, we must not waste our time. Time, you cannot, you, I mean, if we are here in this world, we, we have to make, use our of our time in, 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 in a perfect, in, in a perfect fashion. And ego is one of the elements which, I mean, which will achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll give you another example, because we're going back to the, the formulation of this class. I, I, you know, some of your egos, when you hear someone else speaking, you're going to say, oh, well, just, just, just stop with all the questions and just let the rabbi speak. And, and, and why, why is everyone, I mean, this is obvious. Come on, let's move on. Let's move on. To which you can say to your ego, no, this is the class. You see, this is that person processing. So it's my time to process now as well by listening and by engaging with this, instead of just moving on, moving on, more information, let's just do more, let's just do more, we have the ability to say to our ego, this is processing time. Jill, yes. Can I challenge you on that? Yes. <laughs> because I have... When I first was introduced to you through your podcast, you know, before these classes, I would sometimes <laughs> listen and there would be some people, usually it was one. And of course, I'm just listening. I don't know who these these people are. And this person's ego would have just taken over. And I thought really kind of hijacked some of your classes. And so when, so while I get, this and I've not seen that here in our classes while well, all of us can go on at some point when do you as the the leader the teacher like when do you then kind of intercept because like oh this has gone gone off this isn't just a person processing or acquiring or I don't know if you know what I'm saying because Absolutely. I just you know I just found some of those those classes, I was like, man, this, this person's going on for 20 minutes. You got to stop, we, you know? So that's just. So <laughs> then I don't, I don't remember that specific class, but then I'm not sure what I did. But today, if the person stays on topic, I would say then it's processing. If the yes. person is going on their own tangent and deciding, like you said, to hijack the class, well, there is a limit, right? There is a Gavura element here. You mm -hmm. can't always just have Chesed. There Thank needs you. to be Gavura as well to say, okay, uh, that was good. Let's and, and I've done that before in, <laughs> in, in our classes saying, okay, I'm going to write this down. This is something that we can discuss a different time. Or let's save this for after the class is over and we can stay on and, and discuss that. Okay. Thank you. I love the Chesed and Gavura idea around it because, you know, that's relevant. But so. But it's funny how... And, and I and I could totally see how somebody can listen to that and and their it's their ego saying the hijack. Or imagine if you re-listen to that podcast and you listen to it with compassion for the other person. It's true that you came to that podcast to listen to me, but imagine if you can listen to that person and say, does this person have something interesting to say? And I and I have done that, and there there have been many people when I've listened that they absolutely do, and then there's been some that 
it's and we all go there and we all get kind of caught in our little ego role. I'm not like disparaging the person. I'm just saying that's, you know, I'm doing it now in a sense. So I'm just just uh, or I'm just trying to balance it. Yeah. And or or you can say this is what the ego looks like in real life. <laughs> Here is a practical example of what happens yeah. when the ego takes over and makes choices. Yeah, I and I think it is like the ego and like the wasting the time and the you know no I didn't get out of anything out of that you know tangent that that person went on but who knows who knows right maybe yeah. okay <laughs> maybe you get out of it compassion for someone else because who knows what they're going through thank maybe you that, that was something yeah maybe that was something they needed that day and it really uplifted them and you were able to be part of that moment. Mm. thank you that's great that's great Cheryl I know exactly what you're saying Jill (laughs) because I too started with the podcast and those podcasts were longer they were like an hour and a half or so and I too felt like somebody hijacked it and this isn't This isn't that kind of a forum, but the difference that you're giving us to share and express our feelings or process, however you want to call that, is only because you chose to give us unlimited time in this class by extending it forever. Otherwise, you too would have to get your whatever agenda you wanted to share with us so that we could take away and put into practical um, life, you too would be feeding us more. But now we are feeding off of each other. So I love it. And maybe that maybe that is the future of education. Maybe yep. that's is is don't have an agenda. Don't walk in with an agenda. We have a topic, and as long as we can have a discussion that stays on topic. It allows us all to process it together because at the end of the day, and I'm so curious as to what the takeaways are today, and I'm giving you a little heads up, all of uh, all of you, so you can think about what your nugget is, but maybe the nugget is much more profound than the nugget. I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I prepared the class today and I have some notes that are sitting in front of me. And let's say I have a page of notes. Well, today, as you can imagine, I didn't even get through any of the notes that I prepared today. I'm still only halfway through the page of notes I prepared three weeks ago. So last week's class, I prepared some notes. I didn't get through any of those. I'm still on three weeks ago class. Now, you can say, oh, well, well... Uh, We want to know all of that. Or you can say, as you said, Cheryl, we gave ourselves, I mean, a limited amount of time a week, but we gave ourselves an unlimited amount of time to get through this material. So am I, should I be upset that I am now still on material that I prepared three weeks ago? Absolutely not. Because this moment that we could get together, this was a moment of souls being able to share and come together and have this time and it's more inspirational and motivational and uplifting than me just making sure I got through the notes that I prepared. And that's me. And and I'm just being honest. It's me having to put aside my ego as well. Shana, you're, you're, you're muted. Oh, here. We can't hear you. Unmute. I'm unmuted now. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to reflect on your comment about what the future of education can be, because that's something I know about a little bit, because I, I was a teacher, classroom teacher for a long time, and, you know, I always had my, my lesson plan in hand, and you know, it was like, give the uh, comparison, my Bible, and uh, 
we all had to have a lesson plan. And sometimes the lesson plan wasn't even ours. It was dictated from the top down what that lesson was going to be that day and even scripted. That wasn't very good for the teacher or the student, but when things would just sort of go off the track, so to speak, those were the most interesting times for all of us. And those are those moments you call those aha moments. And I keep getting those aha moments here um, in so many ways that, you know, it doesn't, you know, I'm glad you have a script or something or prepared. You know what you were, where you're going, but um, I'm glad we go in different ways and get there. Yeah. It's, it's, I understand the lesson plan and I understand the teacher and the lesson plan. I understand all of those elements. But at the end of the day, the process of, of teaching, think about all the greatest teachers you've had in your life. You probably don't even remember what they told you. But you remember who they were. Yeah. Remember how they acted. Because true education is not the conveying of a message. It's modeling the proper behavior. In Hebrew, we call it chinuch. It's dedication. We don't call it education in Hebrew. We call it chinuch, which does not translate as dedication as, as education. It translates as dedication. It's who we are. That's that's very interesting. I didn't know what chinuch actually meant. I assumed it meant the education, because that's how it's used. Right. Well, education yeah. is, is a Greek word. It comes from the word edukara, which is the conveying of a message. So we did it up to our children. Yes, and 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 so and, and your children, and you know from your children, you're they're never gonna learn from what you say, they're only gonna learn from what you do. And it makes sense because we live in a world of action. Absolutely. Alessandra, why don't you start as our as we come to a close uh, today? What's your, um, what do you what are you taking um, home, and you can pass it off. Well, I I when you were saying what what we get from teaching. In my short-lived uh, teaching experience, I've learned a lot because, first of all, I had to prepare, you know, for teaching something to anybody. I had to prepare myself. So even though I was teaching my profession, I realized there were many gaps in my knowledge while teaching it. And so I, I learned, and you always tell us that to teach someone else, we learn to appropriate the knowledge. So... I'm guessing that while you're not moving along very fast, thanks to our processing, it you know what's in it for me. It it's all that processing also helps you as a teacher. I'm not speaking about you specifically, Rabbi Israel, but like you as a teacher, it it, it provides that deeper understanding of what it is that you're supposed to know and teach to others. So I find that. Uh, I find that brilliant, and um, I love the conversation about ego because, but you know, when other people speak and sometimes you're like, oh, come on, <laughs> you should know that by now, you know, it's something that I experience a lot in my head, and and um, thanks to our classes, I'm very, I'm I'm much more able to tone it down and uh, to let people experience that. And, and mind you, when you listen, actually, you catch something that you may have been asking yourself as well. So, you know, just listen, sablanut, patience. So thank you for this reminder today. It's, it's uh, very helpful.
I, I want to add to what you're saying because it's so, so powerful. When you see something that bothers you in someone else, according to Kabbalah, it's a mirror of yourself. And it's something you need to focus on and work on. If it's annoying you and someone else, the same way a relationship is you finding a similarity in someone else. And that's how you're able to be in a relationship because there's a part of you within them. The, uh, that's the same thing in the opposite with an annoyance. There's a part of you that you have to work on that's within them. And they are helping you by showing it to you through themselves. It, it's a experience. So thank you. You want to you want to pass it on, Alessandra? Jen. Thank you. Um, I'm really scattered this morning. It is hard to come up with one nugget. Um, I really love the idea of honing and harnessing the ego and using it for good. I know that's something that's come up in our classes a lot. And the more I think about it, the more I see how pervasive that idea is and how it applies in so many different situations. And I just wanted to mentioned that Cheryl I deeply related to what you said about what's going on I'm in California I'm in the States <laughs> and um that's all I'll say about that <laughs> thank you so much so I'll pass to Cheryl thanks Jen I'm kind of like you and all scattered and still kind of rubbing my eyes because it's not really my hour to think and absorb that much but something that you said and that Julian said, I was not aware of. You were talking about chesed and gevura. And then you said there was another word. It was a tiferet. And that that was the joining of the two. And then I was thinking about the hay class. Wow. I don't know. I just, I was thinking about the triangles in so many things. Um I wasn't aware of Gavura, so is that the no? Is that where you stop after mm -hmm. you say yes, 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 and you're giving, giving, giving? And the Tiferet is what? I need to know so that I can clarify it in so, my head. So the top three <laughs> of the Sephira, of the emotional Sephirot, Chesed is loving kindness. Gavura okay. is the end of loving kindness, which is called severity, but it's really not severity because severity doesn't live on its own. It's just when loving kindness stops and the fusion, the integration, the healthy integration of the two is called teferit. I see. So when you're able, so the example that I always give with it is chesed is when you see somebody that's, that's, that's asking for money on the street, you give them everything in your wallet. Gavura is saying, no, that person is going to use it for drugs. I'm not giving them anything. I'm being nice to them by giving them nothing. <laughs> and to ferret is, I understand chesed, you want to give everything. And I understand gvura, you want to give nothing because they're going to use it for drugs. Here's a sandwich. Okay. So that's the healthy integration. So you made chesed happy and you made gvura happy. I need to ask another question rather than give a nugget because it's on the same subject. So my husband used to say, you never say no. You always say yes. Somebody asked you to be on this committee, join that committee, head this committee, do, 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 whatever. And I was too, I don't know what the word is, afraid. Um, didn't want to say no. I didn't want people not to like me. I wanted to be a part of the process. But no is a really important word. It really is for your own sanity and whatever, to give yourself time. Does that come into Gavura? That is Gavura. That ah. is Gavura. Not the come ability. into That is it. I have the same problem as you. Exactly the same problem. I can't say no to anyone. But oh. as the years go on, I realize that I only have 29 hours of the day. <laughs> <sighs> I okay, am still, and and that and and gvura is 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 the ability to say yes to the right things. Okay, I agree. And, Thank and, and you. I'm, I'm a big talker because I can't do it still. But 
I'm going to pass it to Fami. Fami, you keep going in and out. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm so happy. I'm listening to the rabbi. It's because it's exactly what's happened. The sandwich. It's, exa- <laughs> it's exactly how I solve the issues. Fami, uh, Fami, sorry. Your last sentence, Rabbi, was Gevura is the ability to say yes to the right things. Yes, yes. Sorry, Fami, for cutting you off. I just wanted to make sure I heard that. Yes, correct. but I just want to be. I want to be honest. I said it, but I can't do it. Ah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so, uh, so. I want to go. I like like linking things together. So I think we get better. So, so, so to last week you said uh, there by that to reach. I use the proper word optimal potential. The potential is we have to make use of our time properly, and an ego is part of it. It must be part of it. So this week parasha in uh, uh, on YouTube is like how we can enlighten people. And and you use the example of the candle and the fuse, you know. And uh, so maybe I will make a comment for uh, Cheryl here. What happens if some people don't have a fuse, or what happens if if oh. if uh, they don't want? I mean, they they hide their uh, apart or something, you know. So uh, Rabbi Sachs give give the answer to that. Basically, we we uh, we have friends. And you can have enemies, so you just don't deal with them, you know, and, and try and try to focus on the people that I mean that are receptive to you to your message. So and the ego here will be no no no. I mean I'm I have I have the truth, and you know you should listen to me. We should not act like that because like uh, God God is one, we are many, we can have uh, enemies and friends. So if we have friends, we deal with our friends and we leave our enemies the way they are. Maybe they will change one day, but if God creates them like that, they, they he have a reason for it. Uh, and please don't stop by like the weekly uh, <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Mommy, you want to pass it on? Um, so uh, can I see your, so maybe Julian, I guess we go here. Thank you. Um, again, I've got myself a bit overloaded with thoughts, so do apologize. But uh, the uh, one thing I was thinking was this chinuch, this, I don't know if you said that the meaning is dedication. Uh, yeah, you said the meaning is dedication, but is that also the root of the word or is there a different root? Or, because... I- I saw that you posted about Hanukkah. So yeah. Chinuch and Hanukkah have the same root, which is Chanu. Oh. Ah. And that does that mean dedication? The root that means brilliant. dedication. Oh, that's br- brilliant. Is that related to Hannah, by the way? Hannah not directly, but that's why. The reason why it's called Chanukah is because they dedicated, or also Chanu means to rest, but they rested and they dedicated on the 25th of Kislev. So Chanu Chafhei. Oh, so, so so it's to rest and to dedicate a double meaning. Yeah, which is very Good. common and very common in the Hebrew language. Oh my, that's a topic in itself, how it would be like that. But it's weird because it's got this same quality we were talking about of having these two opposites because to rest in a way is an opposite to, uh, to dedicate because that's a lot of work and effort, but to rest is the opposite of effort. And so maybe the Hebrew, uh, roots are like the Sephirot, like pairs of opposites and exile and redemption, same word. So it's just really weird. Isn't the entire, it's a, sorry to interrupt you, but sorry, yeah. isn't the entire world made up of opposites? Isn't that the beauty of our world? That's what it is. If you look at the world, it's made up of opposites. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you would have thought the opposites wouldn't be together, let alone in the same room. Right. So right. That, that's what's so weird. But I suppose that relates to the concept that everything in the universe cont- cont- contains its opposites. That the, isn't that the basis of physics? Oh, I didn't know. I hadn't heard that. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a, a science major, but 
Oh, good if it is. Just a thought. Oh, thank you for imparting that. It's, it's a new direction to ponder. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, the the other thought was, oh, if, oh, I don't. If it might have been this thing about the um the ego and the angels that the ego carries out our command. Well, if if we give it a command, and the angels carry out God's command. I don't know if the angels go wild if God doesn't command them. I don't know if that happens. I suppose if people summon angels and they don't give it a command, they might go wild. Well, but the angels also, are the machines. They only they don't have uh, a choice. Yes, yes. So you could say that the ego and the angels are similar. They both they both will do what the there's, what they're told. There's only one major difference: is that the ego is within us, so it has the choice to be able to make the decision because we have the choice. So oh. the angel could never make its own choice, but the ego can. Wow. Wow. Thank you for clarifying that. I, I don't know if you're interested, but a side tangent is the film, The Matrix, or the trilogy, The Matrix, and associate, associated mythologies to their various works. They have this same concept of kind of, I don't know if exactly angels, but automatic machines without choice. And some people, um, I believe Aishatori in Israel or Jerusalem, like the Matrix film for that reason. So they interpret it as a sort of angels or spirit, spiritually. Um, but the, the thing overall, this was what I was trying to remember, so sorry that so many thoughts at the same time. The thing overall that I'm thinking about, apart from what you've just told me about physics, which I have to try and think about, and the opposites. Um, but uh, the thing overall that I'm thinking about is this thing about what you said about education well, to redefine education not as communication of knowledge in a greek definition sense but to redefine it as a dedication and perhaps a, a, a setting a way of being or a, a mentor saying to be like them or to inspire to copy that aspect of the person and for that to be the future and it, and it to be a two-way communication and teaching and not a one-way communication and teaching and that that also led me i hope i'm not going too fast but that also led me to the concept that um it boils down to what type of people and what type of characters we are because the person that is able to do a two-way communication both imparting and receiving at the same time is a very good communicator and that is one of the qualities of a teacher but if you take another type of person, maybe for argument's sake, I call it the professor. The professor is better, could be better at giving one-way communication because, like you're saying, they have the style to 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 uh, emanate as much information as possible, and like it's all packed in, get it out there, and then it's communicated. But that's the one-way form, and also in a way, this parallels God because we have all these emanations coming from God and that's the one way. But then because we're in relationship with God, that what we do, what we give back, that's the two way. So it's given me all these other thoughts that, that this, this thing about how can we make things two way and how can we teach two way, but not everyone is a teacher. Not everyone is a communicator. So I don't know if everyone can do this, but maybe we've all got elements of it. Maybe we can to a little bit, Maybe we can in some ways find a way to do a two-way, if it's not your natural way of being, if it's not natural to your character. I, I, I don't know if that sounds right, if, if we're all mm -hmm. supposed to pull up our bootstraps to be two-way teachers, or if we're only required just to do it a bit. The Rebbe, the Rebbe told us that uh, if you know Aleph, you could teach Aleph, that every, that every person is a teacher of whatever they know. Ah, wow. Wow. So everyone does their bit, but we're not expected to be a perfect, I suppose. Yeah. Good. Thank you for clarifying that all. I hope it wasn't too long, but the trouble was I had so many thoughts. I couldn't. It's good. I thank God that I had so many, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to put them out there because I couldn't explain any other way. <laughs> you want to you wanna pass it on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I've got to work out. I've never actually looked at how many participants we've got today because it's not been on the gallery view. Um, let me just see. Um, 
Just gonna work out who hasn't spoke. Uh, you might already know, but I'm not sure. Um, has Alessandra spoke? Yes. Sure. Yes, Alessandra. I think we're we just have Jill and we have Kelsey. Oh, oh, I, I really don't know who to pick. There's also someone called Marys. I, I don't know. Marys just came on for the next class. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, um, I honestly don't know who to pick because. I've I've seen Jill before, maybe Kelsey occasionally, but I, I don't like only picking one when there's only two. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll do it by the letter of the alphabet. So J proceeds K. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope Kelsey doesn't take any offence. <laughs> I picked Jill for that reason. Thank you, Julian. I'm going to speak for Kelsey. I'm sure she took no offence. <laughs> Anyhow, I. You thought I had my nugget, and then all the, all the people speaking, I'm not sure I, I do, but um, you've given just given me so much to ponder in this class. And when Julian was just speaking, and then you talked about the opposites, and it just, you know, I've got a history in Chinese medicine, and I think about the yin and yang single symbol, and you can't have one without the other. You know, there's the little dot of yin in the in the yang side, and then there's the dot of yang in the yin side. And you know, if you look at you know the the time of day, and you know, high noon is like the ultimate yang, but is it really? There's never a time where it is. It's always shifting. We always can, if we use science, going down into these atoms getting smaller and smaller. So just the flow. Um, this was a, a wonderful class and just given me a lot to, to think about. And I hope, you know, what you said about education, it's, you know, from, from your lips to the board of education, they can all do this. So thank Amen. you. Yeah. I'll pass it to Kelsey. Thank you, Jill. Um, I did not take events any of that, Julian. I really do enjoy your perspective. Um, I think today I needed to be reminded that I'm never going to change anyone's mind and just to uplift the conversation. Um, And I'm going to go read the Ten Commandments and and see how the ego um, is incorporated to all of that. I really enjoyed that question. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being here and for sharing this space. And I know that uh, we keep on going over a little bit into our Talmud class, but it's uh, it's about the space and it's about uh, everything is meant to be. So for those of you who are joining me tonight for uh, the final uh, meditation class, if you haven't joined us, you're welcome to join us. Tonight's the final of the series of uh, the meditation classes tonight. So if you... Uh, would like to join, just let me know. I'll send you the link. And uh, what time is it? Is it 7 30? 7 30. Would you send me the link, please? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's 7 30 uh, Eastern time. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, other than that, I would love to, for those of you who, um, we don't have any, I don't have any new courses scheduled. So I would love to hear, and the last this courses that I've been giving have come from really good ideas. So if anyone has any ideas for, uh, for new courses and new ideas of like just doing like, you know, a five week or a six week encapsulation of something, um, I would love to, to take any ideas. It doesn't have to be now, but. uh, Are you keeping up the letters? Do you you want me to continue the letters? Yeah. Yes. I thought we were. I would like to. So then I'll do Okay. That. I'm going to need a few weeks to just prepare the next five, <laughs> the next five letters, but uh, then we'll do, okay. So then we'll do another, another, uh, we'll do the next five letters. That's a good idea. Wow. Yeah. Kelsey, that's a good idea. Sleep and dreams. Dreams. Okay. Yes. Dreams. Yes. Very good. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, um, but the Jewish prophets, like, uh, I, I would love if you can expand on, on, uh, more on, on, on Joseph's story. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe doing a deep dive into into biblical figures. I like that. Yes. Doing like a six week on a, on a particular biblical figure like Joseph. 
I don't know if I can do it in six weeks. Or some of the women. (laughs) Or some of the women. Some of the women. You know that was your favorite, right? Joseph was your favorite. Uh, You know, one of the things that uh, I've really enjoyed is uh, uh, my wife, Sarah, just finished uh, uh, her first um, bat mitzvah. Uh, a year by mitzvah group where she did with a, a group of uh, actually Alexandra's daughter was part of it a group of 11 and 12 year olds and and they went through all of the, they went through um, each week they did one biblical female character and one modern Jewish uh, female character and talking about them and their connection and and uh, Alexandra oh, wow. uh, so I had a lot of fun helping helping my wife uh prepare some of those uh, female characters as well. So yes, I, I, I like that. A great woman. <laughs> what? Yeah, but maybe, sorry, maybe it would be a good idea to translate your, what you are saying in Arabic and put it like, in, it's a project, you know, like. Okay, uh, yeah. Especially, I love. Absolutely, you know, I mean, I'm just going to learn Arabic, just like that. <laughs> you know, it's jo- a fair time. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph is an amazing story for yeah. everyone. And, and, it is, and, it is, it is an amazing story. And Joseph is, Joseph is my favorite biblical character. So, um, not against any of the women, but re- represents as a metaphor represents so much. And so that's an interesting idea of doing. Well, this. as you said, we should all teach what we know. That's right. <laughs> and that there would be a fun go. thing. Maybe we each prepare a character to bring. <laughs> we each do one. Cheryl, that's uh, that's you talking now. That's it. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So. All right, have a good day, everybody. Have a good day. Yeah. Have a good day. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, let's go on to Talmud. Oh, um, I was. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next fifty people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.